The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum to all the listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Patton and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live today from the, Spire, from the studios of Inspire FM on, on uh, 24th of uh, November or 24th of October 2019. And I'm a bit slightly running late. Uh, unfortunately, got stuck in the traffic. Um, we are doing this show live today and we are casting our positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and all the people surrounding Luton like Dunstable, Harpton, Bedford and definitely going all, uh, airwaves going all the way from, uh, from east to west, north to south. Using our Facebook app, uh, using our Inspire FM web app and website and Facebook. And you can also view us live on Facebook. All you have to do is just go to the Facebook page and click our live link. If you're listening this uh, show on Sunday or any other Thursday, that means it's repeat. But hey-ho, today is not. It's 24th of uh, October 2019. So hence it's we are live today. So uh, uh, before we start the show, we normally have uh, information about uh, what the show is all about. Uh, so uh, the topic of the show is very unique in, 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 a, in a way that we are talking about lung health. And I'm almost catching my breath because I was running <laughs> from my car. And the person who's better than a better runner than me, it's not another my not another not other than my guest. Which is uh, we, uh, which is our, who's our resident doctor, and he is a doctor, Talib Abubakar. Salam, good doctor. Malik Salam. How are you, sir? Uh, not as breathless as you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I need to join your Saturday run, isn't it? I think so. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Definitely, definitely, because I was grilled today <laughs> about that. 
So if you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please do give us a call on 01582481822. I uh, repeat 01582481822 or you can um you can text us or WhatsApp on 0779481822 and obviously you can still message us on our Facebook page which is if you go to the Spire FM Facebook page you can see us going live. So, um, as I said, um, we are talking about uh, lung health. So, when we say lung health, what is lung health? So, um, as we know, lungs are our respiratory organs and they are the best source uh, who can provide, keep us alive in many different ways. But definitely, I won't, as I said, I'm not the expert to talk about this. We have Dr. Abu Bakr who will be talking about lungs and lung health. So, sir, over to you. So basically, when we talk about lung and lung health, what do we mean by lung health? Well, we can look at it in lots of different ways. Um, I think one of the most important things to realize is uh, most of us have done fasting in our lives. Um, you can go without food for a few weeks at a time. You can go without water for a few days before you really struggle and uh, guess how long you can last without oxygen. Yep. I think the world record something like 23 minutes to hold your breath. Whoa. I'll be very surprised if we can hold for more than 30 Five. seconds. Exactly, <laughs> indeed. Um, but so you need oxygen. And the way you get oxygen into your lungs is by breathing. Mm -hmm. So you need to keep your lungs healthy. So how do we keep our lungs healthy is by everything you do in your show, really, is cover all the things that keep us healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we can cover a few things uh, specifically to lung um, throughout this show to mm -hmm. see what we can do to keep our lungs healthy but also to see what we should avoid doing to make them unhealthy mm -hmm. which is probably more important exactly indeed indeed because um, um, running is definitely not one of them and I must say I need to start working on my running as well but when we talk about lungs and when we talk about lung health one of the things which we normally talk about is the conditions our common conditions which affect our lungs so uh, if I ask you to put some light on uh, what are the common conditions uh, of lungs which we normally see so at this time of year, obviously, things like coughs and colds, mm -hmm. um, so infections, 90% mm -hmm. of them are virus infections. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're certainly seeing uh, the numbers picking up through the surgeries now. Mm -hmm. um, one of the important things to remember is viruses don't respond to antibiotics. So for most people, including children, it's best to try and clear it up yourself mm -hmm. without the need of antibiotics. Um, so you'll have a bit of a cough, slight shortness of breath, slight temperature, treat that with paracetamol, drink plenty, uh, and let nature take its course. Mm -hmm. There's lots of evidence now suggesting that um, your body immune system will cope with most things. Um, it will also respond much quicker the next time you get exposed to that mm -hmm. virus. Whereas if you keep jumping on with antibiotics, mm -hmm. you run the risk of the antibiotics uh, giving you side effects, the antibiotics uh, becoming um, resistant, and also the fact that your immune system doesn't learn to fight things off itself. Mm -hmm. Having said that, some people do need antibiotics. About 10% infections are bacterial, mm -hmm. and people can still treat bacterial by themselves. The immune system is very strong at treating these things, but sometimes it does get worse, so you need to know 
what to look out for uh, when you need help, where you feel that your own immune system is not coping with it. Uh, 111 is a very good number to ring. Mm -hmm. uh, I certainly encourage people to ring 111 because they can go through uh, a set of questions to ask, whether it's a child, elderly or um, middle age, it doesn't really matter. You can ask them and they will go through the symptoms and if they feel your symptoms warrant needing a doctor to have a look, they will then refer you on. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so that's respiratory infections. Mm -hmm. um, then the next most common thing we often hear about is asthma. Mm -hmm. And I know you've done many shows on asthma. Um, so that's making sure that children who have a cough that's persisting or wheeziness, family history of eczema, family history of asthma, family history of nose blockage all the time, mm -hmm. they, they may need to be assessed by their doctors about whether they've got asthma or not. Mm -hmm. And then people who do have asthma, just make sure you're using inhalers correctly, go for your yearly checks. And then uh, other conditions, COPD, um, TB, and also more rarely but significant other is lung cancer mm -hmm. so they're the main ones there are other rarer causes like fibrosis and so forth which uh, we do see but um, in general public they're, they're quite small numbers mm -hmm. so when we talk about uh, cold weather especially one of the common things which we also see is is um, cough cold which you just touched uh, how it is diff how we can differentiate between chronic cough and and the cough which is like uh, kind of a, a September symptomatic which uh, leads to long-term conditions or something like that okay the way the way to look at that is a, what's the purpose of a cough mm -hmm. the cough is a defense mechanism mm -hmm. it's your body trying to get rid of things that shouldn't be going into your lungs mm -hmm. so it's very powerful um, you can't stop it uh, without using lots of powerful drugs mm-hmm it's a natural response to any form of infection. So your body reacts by producing mucus to fight the infection that mm -hmm. has white cells to fight the infection. And to stop those white cells collecting in your lungs, your body coughs. And what a cough is, an automatic reflex where the diaphragm flicks very fast and then makes you cough. Mm -hmm. So there's very few medications we can give to actually stop cough. And in fact, the cough is protecting you, stopping you getting pneumonia because it stops the phlegm. Mm -hmm. Your question is really good because how do you know what's a serious cough and what's not a serious cough? Because mm -hmm. as soon as we start coughing, or especially kids when they start coughing, or elders, you automatically say, oh, uh, it's not good. And the first thing people do is to go for cough syrup or uh, lozenges and something like that. So that, um, so sorry. I've, uh, yeah, so uh, with, with cough, um, the, the important difference is if, if a cough is there, it, if it's a virus, it's going to last a few days. It may take up to three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, With the bacteria, the cough will get worse, but the person themselves will start to feel worse. So after four or five days, their temperature will still be coming up. They won't respond to paracetamol. They'll start to bring up much more phlegm. Their phlegm will start to become green, and also they'll start to get short of breath. Mm -hmm. So if that's happening, then we probably need to seek help. And again, I would ring 111 to see... Uh, what whether they fit the algorithm to be seen by a doctor if mm. you're that worried then obviously make an appointment with your doctor 
if the phlegm's fairly clear and it's more of a tickly dry cough, then you've got a bit more time to allow nature to take its course. Mm -hmm. Because that, that cough is protecting you, it is stopping the phlegm collecting in your lungs mm -hmm. um, and, and avoiding pneumonia. But if it's persisting, and I would normally say six weeks, the posters all say three weeks, uh, particularly if you're a smoker, if it's lasting more than three weeks, you should be seeing a doctor. If you're a non-smoker, I think you've got about four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not short of breath uh, when you're doing things and uh, your temperature comes down with paracetamol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and, and any cough with blood, mm -hmm. you probably need to go and see a doctor. Because mm -hmm. uh, we would need to chest, uh, check your chest and uh, organize um, a chest x-ray if needed. The commonest cause of blood in your cough is when you cough too much and you burst a little blood vessel in the back of your throat. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously if you're a smoker or anything like that, we need to rule out other causes like bronchiectasis, COPD and, and lung cancer. And when we say smoker, a smoker is like both uh, having a normal convention cigarette as well as the um, e-cigarette or now known as vapes. Um, not quite. Um, the cigarette smoking is by far more dangerous mm -hmm. because with cigarette smoking, it's not just nicotine. Mm -hmm. You've got obviously the heat from the cigarette itself. You've got nicotine. You've got all sorts of other fantastic chemicals that we uh, <laughs> put in calf fumes, that we uh, embalm bodies with, so formaldehyde, tar, all sorts of that, at least 40 different chemicals that can cause cancers and I think you've had the smoke cessation team mm -hmm. here before going through all of that with you. I often say to my patients if I was walking down the street and stood in a traffic jam and I said to you if I had uh, hang on a sec let me just go to see that car and took a big inhalation of um, smoke from the car exhaust there's actually more different types of chemicals in cigarette smoking than there are in that exhaust pipe mm -hmm. uh, obviously the volumes are slightly different so cigarette smoking by far is the most damaging thing that you can do for your lung mm -hmm. um, vaping is just nicotine with heat mm -hmm. um, if you went to your kettle that's just boiled and inhaled that mm -hmm. Do you think that's doing damage to your lungs? Yes, definitely. That's just steam. That's just water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So vaping is better than smoking, mm -hmm. but it's still not 100%. Uh, there are some studies, uh, there was one particular paper suggested it was 95% better than cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. That's definitely better than cigarette smoking. I would rather have someone vaping than cigarette smoking mm -hmm. uh, or cigar smoking or sheesh uh, smoking. I would rather them vape the electronic cig uh, cigarette cigars or mm -hmm. what they call the e-cigars. Um, the problem with them is that the long-term studies aren't there. So there are reports of people becoming ill with them. Mm -hmm. I think there was one death possibly associated with it in America. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're not seeing that so much in this country. Mm -hmm. But what I say to people, and I think I've used this analogy before, but it's quite a good one, so I'm not ashamed to repeat it. But it's like driving a car on the motorway. You drive 70 miles per hour. I do everything right, I can't guarantee I'm not going to have an accident. Mm -hmm. Cigarette smoking, you're increasing your risk by five times. So what you're actually doing is driving your car 350 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Your chance of having an accident is sky high with that. So things like cancer, COPD, uh, all sorts of mouth, mouth cancers, bowel cancers, bladder cancers, all, all been linked with c cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. Your risk of smoke um, strokes go sky high. With e-cigarettes, 
let's for analogy's sake and it is probably about driving about 100 miles per hour mm-hmm. so it's not ideal but still better than driving 350 miles per hour mm-hmm. and the, the mistake people are making with e-cigarettes and some of the research studies are suggesting this is that people tend to stay they see it as a way of giving up cigarettes but tend to stay on e-cigarettes for longer because they think it's safer so they can carry on what they should be doing is to try and use it as a way of coming off nicotine altogether mm-hmm. so Cigarettes are very addictive, so you go onto your e-cigarettes or your patches or your medication and see the smoke cessation teams in your practices or um, through Luton Total Wellbeing. If that's not working, you go onto your e-cigarettes, but the idea is to slowly cut down over a period of time. Mm-hmm. The mistake people are making is they're staying on it, and that's when you ri- increase your risk of uh, damage to your lungs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doc, what can people do to keep healthier lungs? Well, now, we we have talked about the common conditions of lungs, uh, and one of the things which we do need is a healthier lung. And as you just mentioned about the... Um, the side effects of cigarettes and cigarette smoking how what else we can do to keep our lungs healthy well smoking is by far the biggest yeah um there's just no doubt whatsoever Mm -hmm. the for children don't smoke in front of your children Mm -hmm. it's not good for them the inhalation of the smoke so if you're going to smoke smoke outside uh ideally smoke don't don't smoke at all in front of them When they see you're stressed, most people smoke more when they're stressed. You don't want to be teaching your children that the way you deal with stress is by going to your cigarette. And they'll learn from your parents. Parents, it's not just what you say to them, Mm -hmm. it's what you do. They learn more from what you do than what you say to them. And you can see your children are little me's or little mums or little dads. (laughs) They just follow what you do. Indeed. So they know whether you smoke or not. People can smell it on you and what have you. But... The more they see you smoking at particular times, they're going to think that's what's associated. As they get older, they will start to mimic those habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really important. Other ways of looking after your health is um, exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise helps with the... Your lungs aren't muscles, but they literally work like muscles. So the more you work them and the better you work them, the more efficient they become in exchanging oxygen into your blood system. Mm-hmm. So that improves your diaphragm, improves uh, the intake of your breathing. Breathing properly is important. So um, if I was to ask you to take a deep breath in now, most people's stomach would go in. Mm -hmm. Now if I give you a small physiology lesson, how you get air into your lungs is by your diaphragm going down, which then makes a vacuum which sucks the air in. Well, if your diaphragm goes down, that means the stomach contents gets pushed out, so your tummy should come out as the diaphragm goes down. Most adults do it the opposite way around. We take a deep breath as Mm -hmm. stomachs go in, which then doesn't allow the diaphragm to come down. So you're getting about 10 to 15% less oxygen. So just by breathing properly, so as you breathe out, you push your stomach in, as you breathe in, you push your stomach out. And things like yoga and things like that, yoga breathing, shows that if you watch a child two-year-old or three-year-old breathing you'll always see their stomach coming in and out it comes in when they breathe out it goes out when they breathe in which expands the lungs better so that's a good practice to do it's really good for relaxation so people with anxiety and things to do cyclical breathing where they take a deep breath in make sure their stomach's coming out do it nice and slowly over three four seconds hold it for three four seconds and then breathe out for three four seconds and do that for uh, a few minutes a few times a day and you'll be surprised how much 
healthier you will feel, mm -hmm. how much calmer you will feel, uh, and how much better you will feel. Mm. So that that's exercise. Obviously, eating healthy is important. Eating healthy, um, your antioxidants in, in lots of vegetables, green vegetables and things like that, helps the oxygenation process and help, helps get rid of toxins that poison your body. It also means that your weight is probably likely to be um, balanced as well. Uh, and again, I've said this on your show many times before, but if I was to pick up one of these chairs, probably about six, seven kilos, I'm probably about seven kilos overweight. I probably need to lose a bit more, so probably I'm about four kilos overweight. Um, some people are seven or eight, ten kilos overweight. That's like two two chairs. Uh, no need to wait for me, but, <laughs> um, but that's two chairs. Now imagine carrying these two chairs with you, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How breathless are you going to feel? Well, you just you just witnessed that. <laughs> you just literally. I've never seen you run so fast, Fahad. That was really good, um, but. If you got rid of that chair, even one chair would make a big difference to your shortness of breath. And this goes for people with high, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, um, asthma, COPD, heart failure. Breathlessness is made because of the condition you've got. But it's added on to by your weight. Mm -hmm. So if you're not your ideal weight, you're going to be carrying extra on a lung that's already damaged. Mm -hmm. You're not giving it a chance. Exactly. So exercise, uh, watching your diet is really important. Mm -hmm. For those with conditions, the, one of the biggest problems we have is people don't use their inhalers properly. Mm -hmm. Either they don't use the preventative ones, like the brown ones, which, again, you've mentioned many times in your shows. Mm -hmm. um, we, we need to make sure that you don't just use the blue inhaler, people with asthma. The blue inhaler is very good at opening up your airways, but it doesn't stop the inflammation that closes them back. Mm -hmm. And it's the inflammation that causes the damage. So it's really important that we're using inhalers. And if you're not sure, get your asthma checked. Mm -hmm. Go to the practice and book your asthma review. Okay. Well, I must say it is it is really, really inside. And uh, definitely exercise do help. And we went... We are on, unfortunately, we're just literally running out of time and we are about to go for a break. But when we come back from the break, I do like to touch on that. Plus, I also want to touch on the basis of um, uh, screening uh, services for lungs as well as uh, uh, flu vaccinations because it is a flu season as well. And what sort of a health, uh, healthy sc uh, lung health screening we can do and who can do it and what we need to look after, what age it requires and so forth. So all these things will come back after after the break and and definitely uh, we will touch bases on flu as well when we come back so stay tuned we will be right back after these short messages you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor.
Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Matin for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. So, uh, before we went on break, we were talking about um, uh, lung health and we uh, it is it is a topic where we were talking about how we keep our health, uh, our lungs healthy and fit and definitely we have talked about it in, in details regarding that uh, section and we wanted to do a scope a bit more about it and when we, uh, and on this part of the show, we will uh, t- talk in detail about how to keep our lung healthy not only that how to keep uh, keep it in check this program is broadcasting live from the studios of inspire FM today on 24th of uh, November October 2019 uh, and definitely uh, we are live now and our airwaves going all across Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton so as I said earlier, before uh, before we went on break, we were talking about lung health, and we we wanted to continue that topic. And uh, the best person to talk about this topic is none other than our residential GP, Doctor Tariq Babakar. Salam, sir. Waalaikumsalam. So, so before we went on break, we were talking about um, how to keep our, our, our lung healthier and what we can do. And you have given a perfect examples. Now, on on this side of the show, I want to concentrate on uh, lung screening. Uh, and how uh, how we can get the screening done who is need to be who will require to get a screening and why and when and how so I need to ask all these questions but there are so many questions so the best person who can answer all these questions is yourself so let's tell us uh, let's talk about uh, who need lung screening firstly well screening in Luton is like a lot of national programs, there's lots of different types of screening. There's breast screening, there's bowel screening, there's cervical uh, screening. One of the problems we have in Luton is that compared to the rest of the country, people aren't coming forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know whether that's because we in the health profession aren't advertising as well. Mm-hmm. People are ignoring letters that they're getting. And some of the studies are suggesting that people are a bit frightened about what it might be. Uh, they, they don't like the way the screening is done, perhaps, or they f- feel that it won't happen to me and it, and it just happens to other people. So if we look at some of the figures which I've got written down here, um, if we look at Luton in terms of breast screening, for example, mm-hmm. um, we're not too bad in compared to the country, but just under 70%, the rest of the country is 72%. Mm-hmm. So people seem to be more frightened of breast, but still only 70%. So that means 30% of people aren't getting the screening that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Bowel screening is uh, a little poo sample. They've made it very um, easier, easier now. It's between the age of 60 and 75. Mm-hmm. It's just a little poo sample onto uh, a piece of paper that you then send off in a little pack. We're 50% of potential numbers that we could be screening. And... The number of patients I've got who've had their lives saved because that poo sample has picked up something and then they end up having 
um, Nexus procedures, procedures uh, which then picks up things early before they turn into something nasty. Um, so it saves lives. Cervical screening, it's improved, but we're still 65% compared to 79% in the mm. rest of the country. So we are poor with that. And when we look at lung health, the particular thing that we're being concerned about across the country is that we're picking up lung cancer at too late of a stage. Mm-hmm. Cancers are staged into one, two, three, four, and threes and fours are not good news. Mm-hmm. So if you look at lung cancer, your survival rate is less than 10%, I think it's less than 5% actually, if you sta- picked up at stage four. Mm-hmm. Because of this, the government had looked around the world and, and places like Japan have been doing screening of lungs um, for, for many years and they've start, they've noticed that people are being picked up because of screening at stage one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people who get screened have no cancer, have no problems, but we're picking up those few at a much earlier stage. Mm-hmm. If you come to me as a doctor and you've got a cough and you're coughing up blood and you're a smoker, you're going to get a chest x-ray and we will organize a chest x-ray and that uh, may or may not show uh, a cancer. Um, for most people, fortunately, it's, it's clear. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned before, your risk is five times higher. What they found was that if we actually, for those at highest risk, so that's those people with who are smokers, who've smoked for a long time, who've got breathlessness, who've got various um, answers to uh, a questionnaire that we would do, if we do a, a low-emission CT scan, we're picking cancers up at much earlier stages, even before x-rays can pick it up. And for those, we're picking out at stage one, which means they're almost curative. So the majority of those would be curative. Mm-hmm. So you're saving people's lives. People are being picked up at a age, much a younger age um, who can still be with their families, grandchildren, and so forth, and do all the things. So patients of mine who've had cancer picked up at an early stage are still alive, who can still enjoy their time with their, uh, with their families and, and live a full life. Um, I've got one chap in his 80s who's still working, mm-hmm. who was picked up with cancer about 10 years ago. So it's incredibly powerful. Um, so what the government have decided to do, they piloted in Leeds and Manchester mm-hmm. um, to see whether we can uh, catch up with Japan. Mm-hmm. So what they did with every anyone who smoked, um, who are now aged between age 55 and 75, mm-hmm ever smoked or still smoking, they would get a questionnaire. And with that questionnaire, would ask lots of different questions to see what their risk was. And if their risk was even higher on those questionnaires, they would then get a low-emission um, CT scan, mm-hmm. which picked up an extra 100 cancers at much earlier stages. Wow. So you're curing these people who would have gone on to have cancer at later stages. So we've been fortunate in Luton that we're the next tranche in this um, pilot study. Mm. So we've been picked from with 10 other areas. One of the reasons we picked because we've got high uh, ratio of smokers and high ratio of cancers and mm-hmm. cancers that are being picked up late. So it's not all good news, mm-hmm. um, but it is good news because they're investing a lot of money for us to do this. Mm-hmm. My concern is when you look at other screening, we're poor uptakers. So I'm hoping, and one of the reasons I'm here today is to remind people that if you do get a letter, and hopefully we're going to start this off in January, February time, 
if you get a letter asking about lung screening, don't be scared about it. It's about reminding you about how to look after your lungs. And uh, there'll be a number to phone. When you phone that number, they will then ask you the questions. And if they feel that you um, tick the right boxes or, or, or the wrong boxes, um, we can then offer you uh, a scan. Mm-hmm. The scan, majority of people, in even the pilots, have normal scan results. It may pick up other things like COPD and things like that and fibrosis, but the cancers pick up still very small, but in the studies in Manchester and Leeds, an extra 100 people were picked up at much earlier stages, Mm -hmm. and these people would have been picked up at later stages. Um, So the idea is to save lives, and I think it's a really good opportunity for us. So what the plan is that um, come January, February, We've got four years to do this, so over the next two years, we hope to scan everyone in Luton that's between the age of 55 and 75. Mm -hmm. Their GPs will be writing to them. Um, There's a project uh, team that will go into the GP practice, so although the GP uh, practices will be involved, it'll be the teams that will be sending out the letters Mm -hmm. to those patients between 55 and 75 who've ever smoked or still smoking. They will get a letter inviting them to phone this number. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be over the next two years. So not everyone's going to get it. So, but they will get over two years. They will get a reminder letter if they don't respond. Um, so the reason I'm coming on so early is just to remind people not to ignore the letter. Mm-hmm. So is it just for people who are uh, smokers or ex-smokers, or there are other other comorbidities no, involved? just for the for the pilots, very strict because we've got a. Um, it's because it's still a research project. So you've got a strict strict guidelines. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that if you're coughing, bringing out a phlegm uh, for six to eight weeks and it's got blood in it, you still go and see your doctor. Mm-hmm. So the screening is separate from what you would normally do if, if you still have problems. Mm-hmm. Screening is very specific for that group of people mm-hmm. because that's where the highest pickup rates have been uh, and it's been the most cost effective in doing that. So the idea is that we'll try with that group and then if that seems to be showing the evidence that we need to, then we can expand that to, to, to more. And that's all how all the screenings have started. So if you look at bowel screening, it started off a very small group and then expanded out to more. Mm-hmm. So I can only encourage, and I'm sure if you don't mind, I'll come on again at sometime closer to the dates that we start to um, send out these letters mm-hmm. uh, in the new year um, to talk about this further. Indeed, indeed. So, in in terms of um, uh, people who already suffer for um, uh, things like long-term conditions, we normally offer them a flu jab as well. So, why? Uh, and and I I know uh, that people who have uh, respiratory conditions or respiratory problems are first in line for that. Any specific reason uh, and why they've been asked to to get the flu jab done? Okay, the the way to think of it is your immune system is like an army. Mm -hmm. The army is very good at protecting itself uh, against infections, uh, against uh, cancers. It it rebuilds parts of the body that has been damaged. So it's constantly doing work. That army needs to be strong, so you need to feed it well, healthy foods, not bad foods. If that army gets distracted by um, bad foods or... That army has to work harder because someone's got heart disease or had a stroke or lung disease or kidney disease or having chemotherapy or immune compromise. If that army's having to work harder, when that person gets flu, that might be enough to stop that army working. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's probably too simplistic, but it's for my simple no, brain, that, is, that, that, that actually works quite well. So for most people, flu is just a, a virus infection that your body will cope with and get rid of. Mm-hmm. So my army would get rid of it straight away because I don't have any chronic diseases. But if you've got chronic disease like lung disease, heart disease, renal disease, diabetes, strokes, uh, and there's a long list of other things, your immune system, your army is having to work a lot harder so if you get flu on top of that, that might be enough to break that army. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is protect yourself from getting the common types of flu that are likely to come this year. There's hundreds and hundreds of types of flus. The flu vaccine covers mainly four um, to help your army not have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And the evidence is overwhelming. The problem we have now is, you know, you will get odd research saying that it's not effective. And and that's what the papers pick up on, that's what social media pick up on, and everyone gets to hear about the negative side. But there's still enough evidence, because if you look at the world, across the world, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in America where litigation and suing is, is very high, they're still using flu vaccinations. Because it stops people going into hospital, it's stopping people getting pneumonias, it's stopping people dying. And there's lots of evidence. And if there was any worry about it, they wouldn't expand it to people like pregnancy, children, the uh, the the numbers of children we do are more now, um, and they're encouraging us to do more. Mm-hmm. And in the schools nowadays, we um, we are in Luton. We are a bit kind of lucky that in. There are 10 schools in Luton. We are doing a special pilot program where kids uh, will be given injections rather than the nasal flu uh, nasal flu uh, drops, which has pork gelatin. So they will be giving a, a, a injections which do not have that, and and it's it's good because it will it will cater the school going childrens as well. And uh, if that pilot uh, pr- successfully conducted, then they might think of rolling it out on a bigger scale, including GP surgeries in following years to come yes i mean that would be really helpful um because all kids go to school so that's where we're more likely to get hold of them um it's but mm. what we've tried to do certainly for flu is to open it up so your pharmacist can give you flu vaccinations your gp practices most of them will be able to get your appointments fairly quickly to get your flu vaccination because we all know it's it's so important mm-hmm. um one plug next week i'll be in in the mall uh, with what we call the mega lungs to mm-hmm. try and encourage people to think about their lungs. There'll be a huge 12-foot lungs, inflatable that's, that's lungs. The, to be, be honest, next, that's my next question to you. <laughs> that'll be uh, there on uh, Friday the 1st. Then a lot of the lung specialist teams will be there, so the community teams, uh, the smokes, uh, stop smoking teams, uh, health promotion, um, public health will, will be there to um, answer any questions about lung health and, and perhaps talk about the lung health uh, screening that we're planning to do. So when is that? That's all day Friday, the 1st of November. 1st of November, okay. I'm going to be there from about 3 o'clock. Okay, and whereabouts in the mall? Um, I'm not sure, good question. <laughs> I think it's right by the, um, right in the centre. Where, where the reception desk is? I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah. should know. But um, I just know it's at the mall. I'll just walk along that main <laughs> hallway and you, you won't be able to miss them. <laughs> it will be a really big lung. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I think it's, it's so important because these rates are still going up. We, we should be able to pick things up earlier. People are dying of asthma. 
mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen. So people don't know what to do with their asthma. They're not sure whether it's asthma or not. That shouldn't happen. So, you know, I think the more we can talk about uh, these things, Asthma UK website is absolutely fantastic. So if you've got any questions or doubts, it's a very simple uh, website to go through. Um, so, you know, if, if you've got any doubts about it, have a look at the, this information. If you're not sure how to use the inhalers, you can look on YouTube and just find your name of your inhaler and, and you can find a video on how to use it. By all means, use your practice nurses. Your pharmacists are very good. Uh, way of actually they can show you as part of the, uh, their role is to show people how to use their inhalers correctly because mm-hmm. when people have asthma th- one of the number one problems as I mentioned earlier is that people aren't using their inhalers properly mm-hmm. but yes 1st of November will be there to try and encourage people to talk about their lung health lung health okay so in in that um, in that event do they do uh, lung checks as well or uh, asthma checks as well not not for that that's that should be set up by the practices in the lung health screening mm-hmm. if your questionnaire is positive then it, we we would invite you on to, we've got a specially designed bus with um, specialist nurses going in asking more questions and then we do a spirometry mm-hmm. which um, some practices already do but we will do a specific spirometry to check your lung capacity and see if it's putting you into that slightly higher risk and mm-hmm. if if need be then they can go on to the ct scan which is on the bus as well mm-hmm. so oh. not not everyone will get a ct scan mm-hmm. because you don't need to mm-hmm. but those who are positive on the questionnaire and then uh, need spirometry they will then if they're high risk they will go onto the the bus so we think if we look at leads and uh, we want to outdo leads i mm-hmm. think we really want to show off luton um <laughs> they they all the letters they sent only 50% responded mm-hmm. out of those 50% only 50% of them were thought of as high risk and out of those 50% only 100 so out of 50000 so only 100 was picked only 12.5% is the ones who end up in there yeah so you know not everyone needs a scan so mm-hmm. it's not about scanning everyone uh, it's about picking up those at highest risk so we mm-hmm. can offer them a scan so people uh, when you said they had smoke or they smoked uh, or they used to smoke so what about people who are uh, passive smokers or uh, people who uh, only smoke in in like companies that yeah, are at, at the moment mm-hmm. we're only because th- that's what the guidelines are for this research pilot is those who are on their practice list as being smokers or have had smoked mm-hmm. so people who haven't smoked a smoker list on the surgeries won't be invited not not at the moment okay yeah but as i say it's a small number mm-hmm. i must reiterate if you've got symptoms of chest problems that we've gone through already mm-hmm. then go and talk to your doctor because they can still go through the normal pathways mm-hmm and definitely we need to lose the weight as well i guess so <laughs> in in terms of the exercise i just need to come back on the exercise part um you, what are the best exercises for lungs uh, breathing mm-hmm. is a good one <laughs> <laughs> breathing properly is even better walking um yoga is fantastic for and i'm not a yoga person but um i'm planning to to get more flexible but also for the breathing side mm-hmm. but if you can and running is good so um every saturday i i keep 
I'll keep banging this drum, but every Saturday morning, nine o'clock, Park Run. Mm-hmm. You can register online, Park Run. Um, this Sunday is Luton, Love Luton Half Marathon mm-hmm. around Luton. So I'm running that. There's some CCG people running that. Oh. But um, Team Luton that did the marathon mm-hmm. um, and a lot of their colleagues, there's about 200 of them raising money for the food banks. Um, I think it's the Curry Food Banks. Uh, raising money for that so mm-hmm. really good causes there's about 200 of them running most of them have not run before and they've started and they put this plan together and they've started training and you can see them come the numbers in park run have increased and increased and culminate in doing half marathon in um in the center of luton through luton who back into the center and the finishes right by the town hall so come and encourage us uh, would love your support. It's quite hard when you get to about six, seven miles <laughs> and you're on your own. So the more people out there, the better. But it just shows what people can achieve. So mm-hmm. you'll hear lots of stories, and I'm sure you'll see it on social media. Um, these people have been encouraged by the people who did the marathon. Uh, two years ago, there's four of them who did it. And then last year, I was part of the 20 that did it. Uh, again, people have lost lots of weight. Uh, you'll have heard of... Rana Mia, Kudal Ashraf, mm-hmm. both of those, between the two of them, have lost over 20 stones and raised lots of money. Uh, Rana reversed his diabetes. He came off his CPAP machine, which is incredible. Um, so, Love Luton Half Marathon, if you, um, you, I'm not sure if you can still apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10K, there's also 10K for those who don't want to do 13 miles. I've unfortunately somehow convinced myself to do 13 miles, so <laughs> I'm not quite ready for it this this year. But I'll I'll come on. Round. So you're a, you're a you're a professional runner. You I run marathons. Say. Half marathon is like a doodle for you. I I've run a marathon and I saw the pictures from the marathon and I looked very bad, <laughs> but I got done. <laughs> I, I did it, and as I say, it's it's something that I've enjoyed doing. It keeps me healthy, keeps my lungs working properly, keeps my heart pumping well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't stop my hair growing, but uh, <laughs> keeps keep, me well. Well, keep keep the weight in check as well. Definitely, yes. definitely. So um, uh, we just uh, coming too close to uh, end now. So if I give, if I ask you to give a quick update, um, a quick uh, recap of uh, what we have discussed so far uh, before finish of the day, uh, I will be really, really thankful to you, sir. Okay, well, one of the things we're really blessed with in Luton is something called uh, Luton Total Wellbeing. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of their remit is anyone who's got depression, anxiety, if you ring uh, 0300 you can look it up on the uh, web pages as well, Luton Total Wellbeing. What that is, is a one-stop number. Mm-hmm. If you want to stop smoking, you can give them a ring and they will guide you along the process and and actually book your appointments evenings during the week i I believe they've got translation as well Mm -hmm. if you want to get fitter and you feel you're overweight and and you want to lose weight again that's the same number and they will be able to talk to you about weight management get you involved with various groups that um, get together to help help you lose weight and get fitter those who want to get fitter you can ring that number and they will guide you on things like um, exercise on prescription and things like that so it's a fantastic number to have so i'll give it out one more time luton total well-being 0300-555-4152 look it up on the website and see all the fantastic things they do mm-hmm. um, so we're really lucky to have that in luton 
Um, apart from that, lose weight, stop smoking, do your breathing exercises, go go for walks. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really lucky in Luton. We've got some fantastic parks. If you go to Stockwood Park, go to Wardown Park, it's beautiful. It's really nice to walk around uh, or go up in the hills. Mm-hmm. Go five minutes anyway in Luton and you'll get up into hills and countryside. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't use it. And there's lots of evidence suggesting that if you're in nature, the oxygen that you get, lung health's good. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Many thanks for coming and sharing the wise wisdom, uh, your your wisdom uh, with us uh, and our lovely listeners. And and thank you so much for uh, for giving us such a big advi- uh, good advices. And also, definitely, I will we'll try. We'll see you first of November in the mall if you want to come I and chat to us in the Mega Lungs. I and, will be there. Uh, before that is the Luton Half Marathon. Uh, half Sunday. Marathon. I will definitely be cheering on the sidelines. I won't be running in uh, definitely but yeah definitely maybe next year perhaps. maybe next year inshallah uh, if you missed any part of the show uh, don't worry we, you can catch up uh, live on Facebook page otherwise we will be back again uh, next week with um, uh, uh, flu vaccination uh, codes until next week Asalaamu Alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.